Hello! Welcome to Tay to Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about The Best Day from Fearless, Taylor's version. Mm, so cute. So, so, so sweet. sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and today we are discussing the song The Great War from Midnight's 3AM edition. Mm-hmm. The Great War is the 14th track on Midnight's 3AM edition. Midnight's was released on October 21st, 2022, and the 3AM edition was released at 3AM that night. No way. What a crazy night. That, that was, was crazy. We are like, wait, there's 3 more. AM? <laughs> we, are we staying up? What? <laughs> this song was co-written by our guy, Aaron Dessner. Our guy. Maybe more my guy than your guy. Yeah. Uh, half, half of the time, my guy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This song has been played live by Taylor once. She played it on the Eras Tour in Tampa, Florida on April 14th, 2023, mm-hmm. right back at the beginning of the tour. Yeah, wow. yeah. Wow, can you imagine? It's almost been a year. It's so crazy. <laughs> and that Tampa weekend is what people think the song Florida on the Tortured Poets Department is about. Mm-hmm. Well, just a little she... hidden gossip gab in the oh, just, beginning of the app. Just throwing it on in there. <laughs> a little, little pre-goss. Yeah. Aaron Dessner actually performed with her that night yeah. during during that performance, uh, which was really, really cool. I love when they perform together. It's very neat. Yeah. They've got great musical chemistry. They've done it, done it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. So, Devin, mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think about The Great War? All right. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, guys. Uh, this is possibly my least favorite song on Midnight's. I'm pretty sure it is. Sweet Nothing is, is up there with my... <laughs> not favorites, but I'm I pretty sure. I'm not really liking Sweet Nothing. <laughs> pretty sure. <laughs> that took me by surprise. <laughs> pretty sure this one takes the cake mm. for Midnight's. We all know that for me personally, and this is just my take and this is my opinion, that the music is more important than the lyrics mm-hmm. to me when I like songs and when I listen to the songs. You know, obviously, if if I like some of the lyrics, like that's super fun and I enjoy singing along to stuff, but ultimately it's the production and the melody and song itself mm-hmm. that draws me in. And this song has so many lyrics. Mm-hmm. They're so cryptic. And there's so much metaphor Mm -hmm. and there's just like so much jumping around from image to image. And it really feels like there isn't really a lot of cohesion here. Mm. You know, okay. So maybe, maybe the cohesion is that they all have elements of war and battle and like bad things going on and, you know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's a war burning things Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. punching things and blood all over the place. Mm -hmm. War metaphor. I feel like they're just lyrics to be lyrics. I don't know. That's just me. Mm. The production feels super underbaked. Okay, so, you know, it sounds a little bit like the drums on the front lines of a war. Yeah. You know, like that. So, okay, I get it. But it doesn't lend to a very exciting song. I just kind of get bored listening to it. Aaron's productions have always been hit or miss for me. I either really, really like them a lot or really not at all. Yeah. I feel like for this song in particular, you really have to pay attention and do a ton of research to even understand it. (laughs) And I don't really want to do a bunch of work to have to enjoy a song. Yeah, that's fair. But maybe some people it drives with them where they don't. You know what I mean? That's how you feel. Yeah. Yeah. Her uh-huhs are fun. I really like the uh-huhs. Yeah, they're always, sassy. Always fun. They don't really add anything. They're kind of filler, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're fun. 
The bridge is okay. It's nothing crazy. I admit, I don't have very many skips. This is a skip. Sorry to the Great War stands. Sorry to the Great War stands. Yeah. So, Gab, what do you think of the Great War? There are some parts of this song I really like, and some parts I don't like at all. So for me, it's like a really mixed bag of a song. Mm. I'm really not a huge fan of the production of the verses Mm -hmm. and how the song starts. For me, it feels like dreary almost, Mm -hmm. which I think it's supposed to, but I don't love that, like in how her voice sounds in it. Um, I really like that drum beat underneath that sounds like the snare drum mimicking Mm. a war march. I think it's smart Mm. and it sounds cool. I like a, I like a marching band vibe Mm. snare. I like a snare drum. Mm. So I liked that. I really like the chorus and the melody of the chorus. I think that's pleasing to the ear. I think it's like quick and witty. Sure. I think that like where I kind of stop is I'm not really sure how I feel about the extended all song war metaphor. Mm. I'm going to break that all down in Gossip Gab, but it just like, it's very, yes, like convoluted. Yeah. And like, maybe you don't have to overthink it and just enjoy it. But then there's just like a lot of lyrics in there. But I really love the lyric. My hand was the one you reached for all throughout the Great War. Like whatever their war was in this metaphor, they got through it together. Mm -hmm. And by clinging to each other through that conflict, I really like that image. Like every time I hear that, I just see that, like that holding hands, that togetherness, that reassurance. Mm. So I think that's a really nice image. Like, and it makes me think of quiet my fears with the touch of your hand. Like that's like a really comforting, nice image. Mm. And that was like, you know, an image that we held on to through our wedding. So, like, anything about, like, hand-holding, it reassures me, I guess. So I like that lyric a lot. Yeah, that's nice. And then I also like that lyric, There's no morning glory, it was war, it wasn't fair. Mm. Which is really reminiscent of the saying, all's fair in love and war. Sure. I also like the bridge, and especially those last couple of lines, looked up at me with honor and truth, broken and blue, so I called off the troops. That was the night I nearly lost you. I really thought I lost you. I think that part and how she sings it is very emotional and raw, Mm -hmm. and I really like that. Like, I feel Mm. her emotion in that part, and it it cuts through, and it's really nice. Overall, with this song, I definitely feel kind of mixed, like kind of torn. There's a lot of parts of it I really like, and then... I don't know. There's something about those verses. They just really don't sit well with me. Like they drag sonically. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's it's dreary. It's warlike. It's maybe supposed to be that way, but yeah. maybe it's not for me. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah definitely. I, th- I think that all the things that they're doing make sense, but still doesn't make for a good song in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Devin. Yeah. Do you relate? <laughs> the great war no no maybe that's another reason Mm. that it doesn't drive with me i don't relate at all i've never been in a fight like this i've never been in a conflict of this sort of dramatic magnitude yeah i don't think that we've ever gone through a gigantic war together no where we've had to hold each other's hands throughout it while i'm punching the wall and stuff like i don't think any of that and again like it's metaphorical punching the walls and stuff like you know but it is yeah high high drama high drama which i've just never dealt with like that mm-hmm. i'm very interested to what gossip gab's theories are and what the theories are about this song as to what this great war is mm-hmm. is it between her and joe is it something that joe and her went through together is it the taylor swift is over party like i'm very interested there are a number of theories that you will hear <laughs> cool 
Gab, do you relate to this song? I also, like, I don't really have many big fights that I'd relate to, like, the magnitude of a war. Or, like, we don't have any big conflicts that have happened that feels like that. But I do relate to the lyric, and maybe it's the past that's talking, screaming from the crypt, Mm. telling me to punish you for things you never did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've talked a lot on this podcast before about how, you know, sometimes we take past relationship issues and hurts and unjustifiably put them onto our current partner. Yeah. And I've definitely done that. And I've definitely let trust issues from past relationships relationship influence aspects of our relationship especially early on and you know we've talked about that a lot in this podcast so i think that lyric is very relatable yeah and i definitely. like that well now we get to the segment of gossip here we go guys we got a long gossip gab here before there was a second world war the first world war was called the great war After the Second World War, it became commonly known as the First World War. Mm, mm -hmm. So the Great War is a name that was used for World War I. Right. The lyric, we can plant a memory garden, say a solemn prayer, place a poppy in my hair. The red poppy is a symbol of World War I and of Remembrance Day, which is a Memorial Day observed in Commonwealth member states since the end of the First World War to honor armed force members who died in the line of duty. Mm. The symbol of the poppy comes from the opening lines of the World War I poem in Flanders Fields, which refers to Flanders poppies growing among the graves of war victims in a region of Belgium. Hmm. The poem is written from the point of view of the fallen soldiers. In most countries, Remembrance Day is observed on November 11th to recall the end of the First World War hostilities. They ended, and this is a, like a quote that is said a lot about the war, at the 11th Mm -hmm. hour of the 11th day on the 11th Mm -hmm. month of 1918, in accordance with the armistice signing. Before it was called Remembrance Day, it was originally called Armistice Day. In the U.S., we know it as Veterans Day, and the lyric video also confirms the metaphor as all the lyrics play over a white flag, which Mm. is a symbol of surrender and truce. What's super crazy, and this is just a little aside, is that Devin's grandma was alive at that time. Yep. That's crazy. She yep. was almost one, right? Because she was born in yep. January 1918. Yep. That's nuts. She's still alive, guys. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. I was like reading the date and I was like, oh my god, Wait a minute. Grandma was alive. Uh-huh. Wow. Other flowers than the poppy are also used as imagery in this song. One is violets. Uh, she uses it to symbolize the color of the bruises on her knuckles from punching walls, which I believe is a metaphorical mm. punching of walls. Crimson clover to represent the bloodshed of the war. Uh, Crimson and Clover is also a famous psychedelic song from the 60s by Tommy James and the Shondells about a love that could develop into something. Hmm. And then Jimmy Eat World song, A Praise Chorus, references the song Crimson and Clover. And then the final flower mentioned is Morning Glory, which symbolizes affection, love, the beauty of the dawn, and a renewed sense of hope and a fresh start. Hmm. In the song, she's saying there's no morning glory after the war. It will always be part of their story. Interesting. Not, it's not a, star, a fresh start. Yeah. The lyric, your finger on my hairpin triggers. A hairpin trigger or hair trigger is a modification to a gun that permits it to be fired at the very slightest of pressure. So this means that this person knew Taylor well enough to know all her triggers and be able to set them off. Or that she was so on the edge that the littlest thing could hmm. set her off. Hmm. In this song, Taylor is likening a time in her relationship that was particularly trying to that of war. I think 
that we will learn a little bit more about timelines when the Tortured Poets Department comes out. But I believe that Taylor and Joe were still together when this song was written and that this is about a difficult time in their relationship and potentially even early on Mm. in their relationship. Mm -hmm. The lyrics, and maybe it's the past that's talking, screaming from the crypt, telling me to punish you for things you never did. And the lyrics, broken and blue, so I called off the troops, is very reminiscent of the afterglow lyric. I blew things out of proportion, now you're blue. Put you in jail for something you didn't do. Mm. I pinned your hands behind your back. Oh, thought I had reason to attack, but no. So these ideas of, like, past hurts making Taylor lash out or feel a certain way or not trust. And then also lots of imagery of fighting, mm-hmm. um, even like punching walls and then boxing with no gloves mm-hmm. in Afterglow. There's a lot of similar imagery. And we know Afterglow is written about Joe. Right. So what's hard is that a lot of this song is about how they survived <laughs> the Great War and that they came out of it stronger and solid because of it, mm-hmm. which is kind of just sad now. Yeah. And the lyric, I vowed I would always be yours because we survived the Great War. Just really hits different now that Taylor and Joe are broken up. Yeah, it's different. You know, and and it's hard. And, like, I honestly, like, we've said this before, but some of these, like, deep Joe songs where it's like, we've been through the worst, but we made it out, are hard to listen to in some ways. And, like, I know a lot of listeners are able to make those songs their own, and I know that's what Taylor wants, but there are parts that it's sometimes hard to separate that, I feel like. Definitely. And that's a tough lyric, you know? So, what was this great war in their relationship? Mm. There are... A few theories. Okay. You know, first, it could refer to Taylor's trust issues in relationships and privacy coming off the Taylor Swift is over party. Okay. And how hard it was for her to trust Joe and let him in at that time in her life. Mm. And um, they got through it and came out of the other side of it together. I'm sure that was one of the most difficult times in Taylor's life, mental health wise. So getting through that stronger and like as a couple together definitely feels significant. For sure. It also kind of feels like that's like the most time in Taylor's life that would feel most like a war, Mm. you know, like, you know, Mm -hmm. she was like attacked from all sides definitely, and she felt like she had lost her career. And so that I feel like is the most likely scenario. Okay. Another theory is that it pertains to a certain fight or ongoing fight that we're not privy to the details because their relationship was extremely private. It could be in the beginning when they were, you know, just figuring each other out and if it was going to be a serious relationship or not, kind of similar to Cornelia Street. Mm. Back when we were card sharks playing games, I thought you were leading me on. I packed my bags, left Cornelia Street before you even knew I was gone. Another theory is the lyric... Maybe it was her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. which could point to jealousy spurring the fight. It could point to them potentially not being super exclusive in mm. the start of their relationship, playing games, cat and mouse for a month or two or three. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of hints that we were supposed to be just friends. Like, there's a lot of hints where it didn't necessarily start where she was like, you're going to be my boyfriend. And who knows what those lines were. Definitely. We don't know. And how hard that's going to be to be super famous trying to figure out a relationship. Because it's not like you suddenly, I mean, sometimes Taylor does, but it's not like you suddenly start dating someone and you're like, great, we're going to get married. It's been one date, you know? But, like, it's hard for her and to have privacy. And so we don't know who her was. If it could point to someone, we know Taylor has uh, sang about jealousy before. And then also this idea of the lover lyric. 
I'm highly suspicious that everyone who sees you wants you. Mm. And in the Lover music video, that's kind of explored. Mm -hmm. So that could maybe be some of the idea of the her in the back of her head. And then it's also explored in the song, All of the Girls You've Loved Before. Sure. Which came out as this like Lover Vault song right around this Midnight's time. Yeah. So that's interesting too. So there's definitely this idea of her thinking about the girls he's loved before, jealousy, and maybe the beginning of their relationship wasn't super clear cut. Maybe it was her. And then it could all, it could be jealousy. Mm-hmm. I know that a lot of fans are um, trying to come up with different theories and things in the Tortured Poets Society. And they're thinking about, like, cheating allegations and things like that. Sure. Obviously, we'll see when that album comes out. I think he would have to be the biggest idiot in the world to cheat on Taylor Swift. Not just yeah. because she's Taylor Swift, but also because... She's going to write about that. So I kind of feel like that's not the thing. But there's also varying levels. Like, even if it's not physical cheating, being emotionally close to someone can feel like a betrayal, you know? I don't know. It's, it's, It's interesting, though. It's also interesting how she drops that line, or maybe it was her, and then doesn't explore it any further. Yeah, it's just, like, really thrown off. Just, like, super... I honestly didn't even know that was the lyric. Yeah. Until I watched the lyric video. Yeah. And I was like, her... Yeah. Interesting. And then some people theorize that maybe it was her is Taylor talking about her past self, too. But Mm. it doesn't feel that way, the Mm -hmm. way she drops it in the song, which is interesting. Yeah, it's just so brief and then doesn't get explored anymore. So it's like, huh, okay. It's also interesting looking at their relationship in retrospect, which none of us were doing when they were still in their relationship, Mm. because we knew so little. Right. And so we're all theorizing and thinking about things in retrospect and trying to find clues in songs that maybe were there all along that we didn't know. Right. Because we just were like, they're good, fine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah, she's given us so many lyrics and so many clues that... The way the relationship started was touch and go. Right. So that's interesting. Hmm. Taylor has used war as a metaphor before um, in the all too well 10 minute version with the lyric, I'm a soldier who's returning half her weight, showing she fought for that relationship and gave it her all and lost a lot of herself through it. Mm-hmm. She also uses war as a extended metaphor in Epiphany, drawing a parallel between her grandfather fighting in World War II and frontline workers during the pandemic. That was definitely a time that she likened to war. So that yeah. could also be they survived the Great War. They got through that time together. But it seems less likely yeah. to me that that's what it's about. It feels a little more specifically personal. And also because she explored that idea in Epiphany. And then Daylight and Long Story Short reference cloaks, daggers, swords, all fighting imagery. Sure. She's got a lot of fighting imagery yeah. in all her songs. I mean, yeah. even Story of Us, mm-hmm. you know. So it's it's... Interesting, all of the different war metaphor. I hadn't really thought about it a lot more, and the fighting and the drama of the fighting, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes for a strong lyric, you yeah, know? yeah. And the knuckles, but it also has like to be violets. like like that's such a dark yeah. image, yeah. And I, boxing with no gloves, like all of it. Like I feel like sporadic metaphor, like using it to describe, you know parts for relationship or whatever like in the story of us i know places yeah. with that sort of thing yeah it's like it, it helps but you're right when it's like a extended full song metaphor of war it's just like it's like a lot yeah it's a lot i feel like i get lost in it a yeah. little bit i feel like so does she Maybe, i feel like i yeah. feel like the lyric that i mean the lyrics just don't fit together mm. it's all just random I mean, I think it fits. I don't think it's random, but I think it's, like, I don't know, like, too much of a metaphor, especially, like, calling it the Great War, which is what they called World War One. That seems just, like, drastic, 
a little bit. And I know I'm reading into it, like, maybe too much, but we all do. That's what we do with Taylor's songs, you know? Yeah. Maybe extended full metaphor songs just, like, aren't for me. I don't know. Yeah. On a different note, uh, Swifties started repurposing the phrase, I survived the Great War, to refer to the Aristor Ticketmaster mess and how hard it was to get tickets for the tour. Yep. Which was obviously an awful time for all of us, but using that <laughs> lyric to refer to that time makes me laugh. Like, it's so good. Yeah. Shout out to Brittany, who has a shirt that says, I survived the Great War. Ridiculous. And it's it's so funny. Like, it's, but it is, like, true. That was a real rough time for Oh, Swifties. it was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Dark time. Mm, so dark. Yeah. If yeah. there's stuff I miss that you guys want to, you know, share with us, like imagery in it that speaks to you or things you picked up on, like, let us know for sure. Yeah, I have I have no idea. But I think that the thing that would have been the biggest war in her life mm-hmm. would either be the Taylor Swift is over party or Scooter Braun not giving her a master's back. That's true. Like, That's true. I feel like those two things have to be yeah. it. Right? And like having a partner who supports you through it. Like I never think about her, like her romantic partner, like being with her through that. Like I think of like her fans getting her through that part, yeah. you know, but that's true. Like they were together through the sale of her masters, which I'm sure was devastating for her. So that's a potential theory. Which was theory. all actually kind of combined because Scooter was part of the, was part of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's interesting, honestly. It could, it could also be that is a great war, you know? I mean, definitely. The battle to get her masters, she didn't get them, she lost it. I mean, look, it. this song could also be, like, I know we're talking about it being an outro, but that lyric that I read earlier, I vowed I would always be yours because we survived the great war. You could look at it that it's about her fans. Mm. If it's about the masters, I would always be yours to her fans. We survived it. You guys supported the re-records. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a cool metaphor idea. Yeah. But it just, like, is too similar to her other songs that are about Joe to right. me. But it's it's cool to look at it that way. I like reframing Mm. a lot of these songs. What's also really interesting is what I said before about how the Great War was called that until it became the First World War because there was a second. Right. And clearly they had some kind of a second conflict war, something they couldn't get over. They didn't survive. That ended right. their relationship. Right. So there was some funny stuff in things where people are like, she predicted it or we don't know. When the breakup happened, how it all, what the timeline was, if they yep. were on and off, yep. when Midnight's was written, released, all of that. We only yeah. know when the breakup became public public knowledge. Yeah. So that's also interesting in terms of what was the second war that they didn't right. survive. Unless it was the same ongoing war of like, would it be enough if I could ever give you peace, mm. basically, you know? Mm. I don't know. We're going to learn a lot with the new album, I think. I think so, too. Yeah. Devin, Mm. what's your favorite line in The Great War? I like, there's no morning glory. It was war. It wasn't fair. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it was war. It wasn't fair. So I don't know. And is is she saying that it wasn't fair of how she treated this person Mm. either? It, It wasn't fair for her it wasn't fair for him it wasn't fair with everything right Mm. and the fact that there is no morning glory like that's that's really upsetting like Mm -hmm. the morning glory is supposed to be the the thing that that brings you peace and joy and and love and everything and it it never came Mm -hmm. Mm, it's tough yeah yeah what about you what's your favorite line i really love and this lyric is almost like thrown away because it's sung so fast Always remember, uh uh-huh, we're burned for the better. Mm. And that's, I mean, it's such a throwaway line. And when you really think of it, it's like a really beautiful line. And it's like really like sits with me. Like I really like that we're burned for the better. Mm. Like 
this happened to us, but we got through it. Like we're mm. burned for the better. The hardships we like make us who we are. Yeah. And getting through them and figuring out these struggles and issues and getting through stuff together with people, you're burned for the better. Yeah. I think that's a really good lyric. And honestly, you kind of almost miss it in yeah. that chorus because it's fast and kind of hard to always decipher all the lyrics in this song and yeah always remember we're burned for the better mm. which also makes me sad too that the relationship ended but i yeah. have to get over that <laughs> yes yeah you know it's sad. just sad and like obviously if it ended it's not right and it's not right for them you know so like i'm happy that they're she's in a better place and stuff but definitely it's just these some of these lyrics that are so meaningful you know yeah yeah Devin, mm-hmm. from one to ten, <laughs> poppies in your hair. Poppies. Poppies. That's from The Wizard of Oz. What do you give The Great War? Oh, oh I'm gosh. worried. I'm nervous for this one. Oh, boy. I, you know, honestly, I think that I like Beautiful Ghosts more oh, no. than this song. Because oh, Beautiful no. Ghosts actually has like a nice melody. Oh, my God. There isn't really much going on with Beautiful Ghosts either, obviously, but like, (laughs) (laughs) and it's also kind of a meme, (laughs) Beautiful Ghosts, but like The Great War feels very um, not (laughs) up my alley. So I think, I think I'm going to give it two. Wow. 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 Two, two poppies in your hair. Wow. Yep. Gab. What about you from one to ten poppies in your hair? Will you give this song? <laughs> I'm going to give The Great War six poppies in my hair. Wow. Yeah. I mean, six is, that's pretty low for me. Yeah. 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 Have you, have you ever given anything below a five? I feel like I gave something a four. Uh, what's that song I hate? The Zane song. I, I want to live forever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I gave that a four, maybe yeah. a three. Yeah. I like the chorus to this song. I like the melody. I okay. enjoy it. And there's a lot of lyrics I think are really good. So, yeah, I, I do enjoy a lot of the song. I don't skip it. Like, I will listen to it. Yeah. It's just when it starts, I'm like, <laughs> like I just like, I'm like, okay, I'm singing along. But then I really, I like the chorus a lot. And I wish yeah. that the verses were different because I like the chorus so sure, much. Sure. So, and I like a lot of the lyrics, even if extended metaphors aren't exactly for me. There's a lot that works for me. Gotcha. We're burned for the better, baby. Mm. For the better, but because I knew you. That's beautiful. Thank you. If you're not offended by Devin's take, listen along with us. <laughs> Check us out on Instagram at Tata Z Podcast and give us all your thoughts. Is this your stand song? Are you mad at us? Tell us. It's okay. Yeah. If we missed images that are really important to you, let us know what your favorite lyric is, what your favorite part of the metaphor is. I'd love to hear what you're like, what you really like about it. Yeah, definitely. And remember, you can find exclusive bonus content on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Yes, and thank you as always to our patrons. You are the absolute best. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, next episode, we're going to be covering, oh, the lakes from folklore. Come hang with us. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab. This has been Tata Z. Thanks for listening. See you next time.